you singing about, Alvin? Oh, you know, Dave. The South Richfield Podcast, the SRP. <laughs> South Richfield? Where's that? Christmas again, everybody. Santa here, running late as usual. I have sacks of letters to sort through, and most of the elves took off for better paying jobs. What do they think I made of money? I think I dozed off working on the Ohio list last night. Who's next? Ah, the Luther family in Richfield. Scott wants a karaoke machine with a built-in Spotify subscription for every song ever recorded. I'm not sure the world's ready for that. Now wait, there's a note here in the margin from Rachel Luther. Please adjust the auto-tune on the machine a half-scale lower so Scott doesn't sound so pitchy. Yeah, Rachel, we get you. Can do. Okay, who's next? Matt Coma. He says, Thanks for last year's microphone, Santa. Now I don't have to sound like I'm talking into a potato on Zoom calls. Yes, Matt, the listeners all appreciate that. But that wasn't for me. The past three years, these guys both got coal. They just don't take a hint. Dwindling podcast subscriber numbers, one-star listener ratings on every platform. They're less popular than a COVID variant. But it's their lucky year. Coal's in short supply these days. Well, what else do I have sitting around in the pile for Matt? Wait, here it is. Got it. Pierogi of the Month Club. That will do nicely. And karaoke for Scott. Heaven help all of us. Well, I have to go refill my eggnog, so I'll just say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from the South Richfield Podcast. Ho, ho, ho. Hello, everybody out there in South Richfield. It is time for another South Richfield Christmas Spectacular. And I am so excited tonight because, Matt, you are here as usual. That I am. And then we have two very special guests. One of them a lot of Richfield residents may know. Sarah Luther, now Sarah Schroeder, my sister. Hello there. Hello, Sarah. Hi. Hi, Sarah. Hi. It's good to have you here with us tonight. It's it's, It's really your second appearance on the podcast, but the first one... We never published because I was afraid of criminal charges being filed against you. That is true, yes. <laughs> so it's in the archives. Maybe one day when the statute of limitations runs out, we will publish that episode. And then our other guest is a wannabe game show host 
from Arizona. His name is Dick Martindale. Hey, Dick. Hello, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us on this uh, podcast. I know you're a huge South Richfield fan. Absolutely, absolutely. I am a Renta game show host, but I do specialize in Christmas game shows. I travel coast to coast, east to west, to find the best in holiday cheer, although I can technically only travel to 24 states, but we're not going to get into why that is. (laughs) I am seven weeks sober, but for the sake of this bit, we'll say that I am intoxicated with the spirit of the Yule, inebriated with joy and delight to be here on the SRP. But enough about me, Scott. I'm going to hijack your show, and I think it's time for us to meet our contestants. All right. We're playing a game. And now, from South Richfield, Ohio, it's South Richfield's favorite show, the South Richfield Christmas Game. Match wits against our stars and their guests, answering questions about your favorite Christmas movies and TV shows. Sure to become a treasured yearly tradition, it's fun for the whole family. If you're ready to play, here's our host, Dick Martindale. Take it away, Dick. Our first contestant lives in White House, Ohio. He was 12 years old when he had Ludwig's angina, and he once passed out on an airplane for wearing a suit that was too tight. Richfield Elementary Class of 1984, give it up for Matt! Thank you, Dick. And I don't think those charges will stick. No. You'll beat them. We'll see. Dan is definitely going to be busy this year. <laughs> now, Matt, it says here you have a very unique name. Would you mind pronouncing it for us? Matt. And your last name? Coma. <laughs> Judges? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It says here Choma. I'm sorry about that. It's C-H-O-M-A. We're going to have to correct that later on, though, for you, okay? Well, we'll, 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 Dick, may I ask a question? Go on. Uh, it. What would you call uh, a group of musical notes put together? I think it's time for our next contestant. (laughs) Our next contestant doesn't need an introduction, but we'll do it anyway. All the way from Richfield, Ohio, the brightest out of the Luther clan. Give it up for the man who once got kicked out of local watering hole dugout for drinking his own brother's bodily fluids. Richfield Elementary Class of 1984. Give it up for great Scott Luther. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And now I'm going to need help from the boys to introduce our third guest. Can I get a little drum roll? Can you guys pat on your uh, on the desk? There you go. Scott, if you wouldn't mind doing it too. Can you see your hands? Thank you. Our third contestant. Give it up for Scott's sister, Sarah. <laughs> Now, Sarah, it says here you live in Ohio. <laughs> That's true. That's true. What is that all about? Uh, well, you know, I didn't want to move far from Scott. Just move That's on. That's great. Uh, let's move on to the next part of the game show. <laughs> now, before we get into the rules of the game and actually start the game, I want to ask every one of you a Christmas question. We're going to start with Matt Coma, the great Matt Coma. Matt, you sound like a rather portly fellow. Why don't you tell us what your favorite holiday dish is? What is it that you like to eat? Is it something that you make, your uh, your old Mima used to make? What is it? And you're going to be special. I'm going to ask you a second question. Tell us all at home what your favorite holiday drink is. What is it that you like to drink? Warms your body. Help the people at home do holly this year and tell us what your favorite drink is. 
Well, uh, so this is a two-part question, Dick. That is correct. Uh, the first part, uh, the favorite food. Uh, well, during this time of year when the Coma family would gather around the uh, the campfire, <laughs> my my grandmother and my mom would make something called pagach, which is one of the most splendid and delicious and probably unhealthy dishes that you could ever eat. Really what it is is it's a, a stuffed bread with potato and cheese on the inside. Mm, very nice. And with melted butter on top. And as far as a drink goes, well, I I have to go with uh, the SRP. That, that was oh, a yes. drink that was created for the purpose of this podcast and has gone on to become a, well, a, a, an international success, I think. I, really, I would not be overstating it. But a holiday drink, Matt, I mean, that seems more of a... Oh, good, good, good point, Dick. Good point. I mean, I mean... I believe it was your father was an old fashioned kind of guy. I mean, do you, yeah, do you want something true. dark, or are you going to still go with the uh, the uh, SRP? Well, with a with a holiday drink, uh, I, I might go with the old fashioned, like my my father always put put together at the restaurant. I think that would be the good choice. Mm, all right, old fashioned. Give me a napkin. My mouth is watering. Let's move on to Scott. Scott. Yes. When you were a child, okay, I want you to think back. What was your favorite holiday gift? What was it that you asked Santa for, and what was it that you got? And and don't fool us here, okay? Don't tell us when you were kissed by a girl. Lord knows that didn't happen until later on in your life. But why? what was it that you asked for, and what was your favorite toy that you got when you were a kid? Well, I believe it was the Merlin, which was a red contraption. It kind of looked like a telephone. It was a uh, little computer game. And it did lots of math. You could do math. You could crunch the numbers on this little red Merlin. And uh, I think I got it probably in second or third grade. So what, eight or nine years old? A lot of dates. Uh, but it was a, lot of it days was a fantastic home, gift. Like it, Scott. What was that? A lot of days were spent at home, I take it, with your childhood. <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't go anywhere as kids. <laughs> you know, life on the farm... You gotta, you gotta be there, even in the winter. You know the cows need to be slaughtered. Jesus, <laughs> that's right. Way to go. Way to warm up this holiday game show. Very nice. Right now, our third contestant, Sarah. This is your question. What is your favorite holiday tradition? What is it that you love to do every year? It could be something you do with your own family, something that you remember when you were a kid. Tell us all at home what that was. Um, I think putting up the trees every year. We put up That's five. Great, and we're out of time, so we're going to have to go and talk about the rules of this game. So we're going to move on and talk about this great Richfield Christmas game show. All right, folks. This game has four rounds total. The first round will be television specials and TV shorts. Mm. The second round will be all Christmas movies. The third round would be a Christmas story. Everything about a Christmas story will be the third round. So I hope you guys will really shine considering that you're all from the Cleveland area. Now the fourth round is going to be special. Everyone is going to be participating in here. It's going to be a final question that's asked. So in the first three rounds, you guys will be accumulating points, and then you'll be wagering those points on the fourth and fourth round final question. The final question will have to also do with a Christmas story. 
So I want you to put on your Ooh. thinking hats, and you probably will have to play with a little bit of strategy depending on where each contestant is throughout the game. So we're probably going to have to rely on the honor system too. Um, I'm going to ask you guys to wager how many points of yours that you're willing to. Um, so if you got a pen and pencil, and we'll jot that down. And then I'll ask the question, and then you'll have to write down your answer because I obviously can't ask all of you guys the question and then have you, you know, each go at it, each give it a go. So we'll play it as we go, but pretty straightforward so far. Three rounds. One final round will be the fourth one. It'll be a question relating to a Christmas story, the movie. Which was shot here in Cleveland. That is correct, Scott. Don't need the color commentary, but I really do appreciate it. <laughs> now, as far as points go, most questions in this game show will be worth one point. There are some questions, not all, but some, that will be worth half a point. It's called a half-point follow-up. So if a contestant gets the first question right, they'll be given the opportunity to answer a follow-up question for half a point. Did, did Matt, I have a question? Go on. Uh, why not just make the uh, questions worth two points and then the half questions worth one point just so the math is easier? <laughs> Matt, I want you to listen very, very carefully. Right? <laughs> I get the good gigs, but I'm not big time. You know why? Because I don't tolerate ignorance. You understand? Sorry me? about that. I didn't. Now, please, I will punch you so hard that you will miss Christmas. Understood. Very <laughs> Thanks, good. Nick. I'm glad He's we have agreement there. One point questions, half point follow ups. The contestant that gets the first question right will be given the opportunity to answer the half point follow up, Matt, by themselves without any interruption or interference from the second, two, the other two contestants. The contestant who gets the first question right, they may pass their opportunity to answer the follow up question, and at that point, the question will become a half point toss up. And it will be asked to the other two contestants. So the first contestant will forfeit their turn if they give it up. And then the other two contestants can buzz in um, to see if they uh, if they can get some more points. It's pretty straightforward. Do we lose points, Dick? I'm sorry, what was that, Scott? If we, if we have a wrong answer, do we lose a point? That is correct. Each question right is a point earned. Every question wrong, a point or half a point, Matt. Um, is deducted. Now, as far as buzzers go, your buzzers will be your names, and then I will call on you, and then you will be given the chance to answer the question. Are we good? I'm going to download a buzzer app. Can I do that? <laughs> oh, this is going to be the worst 20 minutes of my life, Matt. Okay. Contestants, are we good? I think we understand the game, Dick. Very good, Scott. All right, here we go. We are starting the game first round. Television specials and shorts. Good luck. Shorts? I, I didn't know there was going to be a fashion component to this, Dick. I thought this was strictly... Enter oh, sorry. It was an, ind an industry term. I apologize. This is almost going to be with two contestants rather than three. <laughs> All right, folks. Christmas is counting on you. Here we go. We surveyed 100 women. Top five sex positions are on the board. Oh, wrong card. Wrong card. 
I'm sorry, Scott. I am a professional, like I said. I have a bachelorette party after this. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. First question. TV shorts, cartoons, specials, or however Matt wants to classify them. Here we go. Who is the narrator of the classic 1966 cartoon TV short, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Matt Coma. Matt? Boris Karloff. That is correct for one point. Very good, Matt. Very, very good. Question number two. We all know the 1964 TV special Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Contestants, tell me, what is the name of Rudolph's girlfriend? Sarah Luther. Scott Luther. I heard Sarah first. Clarice. That is correct, Sarah. Very good. Sarah's on the board for one point. Here we go. Next question. In the 1965 animated cartoon special, A Charlie Brown Christmas, not much love is given to the puny tree Charlie Brown picks out. How many ornaments does Charlie Brown initially place on the tree? Matt Coma. Matt? One. That is correct for one point. That is very good. We have a half-point follow-up question. Now, Matt, do you want me to ask it to you and you alone, or do you want to pass this to Sarah and Scott? Uh, I will take it on alone. Okay, so Sarah, Scott, you guys cannot buzz in. This question is only for Matt. Matt, what is eventually used as the tree's skirt? Linus's blanket. That is correct for half a point. Very good. So far, we have Matt in the lead with 2.5. Sarah trailing with one, and the great Scott Luther with nil. Scott, we need to step it up, okay? I'm trying. The money's on you. Here we go. Next question. In the 1974 stop-motion cartoon, The Year Without Santa Claus, Elf Brothers Jingle and Jangle visit these notorious brothers. Give Matt Coma. Matt Coma. Heatmeister and uh, Ice King. That is incorrect. That's going to cost you a point. Matt Coma. Sarah, Scott, do you guys want to take it? Do you want me to repeat the question for you? I was cleaning my closet as I was watching this movie or this uh, this show, so I didn't see Scott, that part. Scott, I thought Matt was the idiot. Are you going to buzz in, yes or no? <laughs> no. I'm Sarah. as well. Matt, you were so close. The two brothers that they meet are Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Oh, Snow Miser. Snow, snow Miser. miser. Always going to get you at the end. I knew I shouldn't have been cleaning the closet out. Here we go. Next question. In the 1964 TV special, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, we meet one of Santa's elves named Hermie. Hermie doesn't like being an elf or making toys. What does he want? Scott I heard Scott. Um, do, do we, uh, you know what? I'm the, I'm the boss. I heard Scott. He wants to be a dentist. That is correct for one point. Way to go. Scott Luther finally on the board here. Half point follow-up. Do you want it or you want to pass it to the other two? I, I want it. I Give want it to it. me. Here he goes, losing his points. Half a point. Excuse me. 
We meet other characters in the show, like Yukon Cornelius, Bumble, Bumble's Bounce, and even a slew of characters that live on the island of Misfit Toys. The leader is named King Moonracer. What is King Moonracer? He's a lion. That is incorrect. Oh, crud. I knew you were going to lose this point. <laughs> can now, I answer this for real? You can for no points, but I'm pretty sure Matt's pretty astute here. He's going to get the question right. Matt, do you, you want to still give it a, give it a go? He's a winged lion. That is correct, Matt. Oh, come on. A winged lion. <laughs> I love those sound effects. Oh, no. Here we go. Here goes Scott's chances Next question. Shut up. <laughs> In the iconic TV show MASH, the first of three Christmas episodes that the show aired is about Hawkeye writing a letter to whom? Who is he writing a letter to? Everyone's thinking. Matt Coma. Matt Coma. I'll say his mother. That is incorrect. <laughs> oh. Do the other two contestants want to go? No. No. Scott, I think, is watching the football game. It is his dad. Oh. Uh. Episode is called Dear Dad. There were a few installments throughout the show. This was the first aired back December 17th, 1972. Are we ready for the next question, folks? Yes. As ready as we can be. In the 1969 TV cartoon classic, Frosty the Snowman, it's that darn magical hat that fills that land-based iceberg with the spirit of Yule. Tell me, what does Frosty say when he comes to life? Matt Coma. Matt. Happy birthday. That Hello. is correct for one point. I'll pass this one, uh, Dick. There is no half point follow-up. <laughs> okay. We Could I have a two-point follow-up? <laughs> that makes more to... sense, Dick. I'm sorry. It just makes more sense. Matt, we're going to have to put a ball gag on you. Oh. So far, we have Matt with one point, Dot Luther with .5, and Sarah with one. Here we go. Next question. We're still on the TV round. Fred Astaire does this voice of the postman named S.D. Kluger in this 1970s stop-motion Christmas television special. Santa Fred Astaire. Luther. Was that you, Sarah, buzzing Yes. In? Santa Claus is coming to town. That is correct. Sarah, one point. Okay, next question. Name the title of the 1983 NBC miniseries special that's about aliens who arrive at Earth with peaceful intentions. But Matt Coma. Related... Go on, Matt. V. That is correct. Very good. That is not Christmas, but that just means that's the last question <laughs> in the TV round. I needed 10 questions, so that filled it. Very good, Matt. Very good, V. That's right. Mark Singer. <laughs> Is in that movie. All right. We're up to movies. I don't know if that's backwards for you guys. After the first round, we have Matt with two points, Sarah with two points, and Scott with half a point. Come on, Scott. Uh. 
Oh, I love those sound bites. All right, here we go. Movies, okay? Get your heads out of the TV. We're going to the feature films now, okay? Here we go. Who plays the jolly old fat man in the 1985 movie Santa Claus, the movie starring Arthur himself, Dudley Moore? Sarah's mouth is open. She is not going to get this question. Nope. Scott, Matt, mm, you guys. I'll take a guess. Matt Coma. I'll say. No, uh, it's not Matt Coma, but go no. on. Right shape, but I'll say Ed Asner. I like I like where your head's at, but no, that is incorrect. It's David Huddleston. Scott, stop. It's David Huddleston. It's oh, uh, okay. Lebowski himself. The man who plays Lebowski in The Big Lebowski. Not Bridges, but the other feller. Huddleston, no? Okay, nope. you're in the headlights. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay, no one got that one right. We have a half-point toss-up, so all three contestants can buzz into this question. It's about a Santa Claus, Santa Claus the movie, okay? John Lithgow's sinister character is the owner of this New York City toy company. Is it BZ Toy Company, KB Toy Company, or EB Toy Company? All right. It is BZ Toy Company. No one saw that movie. Don't worry. You're like the rest of America. <laughs> Was this the same movie, Dick? That is the same movie. Hmm. You were too what busy the movie figuring out what the points were. You didn't hear the directions the movie? and instructions about hmm. how half-point follow-up questions have to do with the first question that's being asked. Hmm. Okay. Next question. In the 2003 Christmas comedy Elf, Buddy the Elf, played by Will Ferrell, wants to go visit his father who lives in a magical land called New York City. What building does Buddy the Elf's father work in? Sarah Luther. Sarah. Chrysler Building. That is incorrect. Scott Luther. <laughs> Scott. The Empire State Building. That is correct, Scott. One point for Scott. Very good. Sarah, Jesus. Sorry. I'm so excited. Next question. Name the 1988 Christmas movie starring Alan Rickman and Bruce Willis. Scott Luther. Scott. Die Hard. Very good. Sarah, you just watched it last night. I know. Die Hard. Although it was a <laughs> summer blockbuster. Sarah, please. The host is talking. Sorry, sorry. Although sorry. it was a summer blockbuster and was released in July 1988, it actually takes place on Christmas Eve. What the hell were we thinking back then, right? Okay, next question. Sarah, do you have anything else you want to say before you uh, start interrupting me? Nope. Very good. What is the last name of the druggist in the 1946 immortal classic It's a Wonderful Life starring Jimmy Stewart and the hot Donna Reed? Let me hear that buzzer, Scott. It is Old Man Gower. Gower. Ugh. Gower. The actor's H.B. Warner. He played in he played Jesus in the 1927 silent version of King of Kings. I thought you would get that, Matt. Well, he his career really went downhill. <laughs> okay, you guys seem like Disney people, so I know everyone's going to be screaming at this question. I need three things to this answer. Okay, there's three pieces, Matt. Can you count? All right, should I make it six? I'm going to make it three, okay? Right. In the 19... I need three pieces. In the 1994 Disney film The Santa Claus, Tim Allen is consequently submitted to the terms and conditions of The Santa Claus. 
which means he needs to parade around as the jolly old fat man himself. Tell me what happened. What did Tim Allen find, and what did it say? So what happened? What did he find, and what did the thing he find, find, found say? Dick, can I get a third of a point? There will be no thirds given here, no. Sarah, you want to give it a shot? Not going to risk it. Scott's looking at the sports stores, so... Okay, well, Tim Allen, he startles Santa, who's on his roof. He falls off and he bites the, bites the dust, is it? I don't know. He finds a card inside his suit, and the card says to put on the suit. Well, yes, I never saw that movie. Oh, okay, all right. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. All right, moving on to the next question. <laughs> In the 1954 movie White Christmas, Captain Bob Wallace, played by Bing Crosby, stars with this actor who plays Private Phil Davis. Scott Luther. Scott. Um, Danny Kaye. That is correct for one point. Mutual, I'm sure. Very good. Good answer, Scott. Good answer. Thank you. I watched it three times in the last two weeks. No, I don't I've care. never seen it. That's correct. Both of them trying to get under the dresses of Vera Ellen and George Clooney's aunt. <laughs> okay. In 2003 movie Elf, we're going back here again. Who is the actor who plays the department store Santa Claus? Who, according to Scott Bo Luther, Scott, Artie Lang, Sir Arthur Lang, it is. That is correct. Half point follow up. You want to take it or you want to pass it? I'll take it. All right. Macy's didn't want to use their name. So director John Favreau decided to use this defunct department store name, which is also the same store name in Miracle on 31st Street. Gimbals. That is correct. For half a point. And these half points come in handy cuz that means Scott is in uh, Scott has 5 points. Wow. Matt has 2, Sarah has 1. What happened? Where did all these points come from? I didn't watch any of those TV specials. I just watched movies. <laughs> I think Scott's getting points under the table. Yeah, it's not Macy's because I don't know if you guys knew this. Macy's stands behind the claim that the real Santa works for them. The real Santa. Oh. So they didn't want to get involved when um, Buddy reveals that the Santa in the movie is an imposter. Oh. There you go. I hope I'm keeping tabs correctly, but I think I am. So, yeah, it's Scott with five, Matt with two, Sarah with one. I think that's right. We're sticking to it. Okay, here we go. Last question of the t uh, movie round. In the god-awful 2000 Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey, the lovely Faith Hill sings this hit Christmas single from the same year. What is the name of the song? Sarah Luther. Sarah. Where are you, Christmas? That is correct for one point. Wow. Yeah. This isn't a question, but do you know who was supposed to sing that song initially, originally? I do not. Mariah Carey. Mariah mm. Carey. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Third round, guys. We are now all about a Christmas story. Da 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 da! Keep the change, you so, animals. Scott in the lead with five. Sarah and Matt tied at two. Here we go. According to the newspaper that Ralphie's father was reading, what did some clod hopper down in Griffith, Indiana do? 
You guys are pathetic. <laughs> Could you repeat the question, Dick? I can't believe this. According to the newspaper that Ralphie's father was reading, what did some Claude Hopper down in Griffith, Indiana do? Oh, gosh. Why don't we know this? He swallowed a yo-yo. Did you hear about this guy who swallowed a yo-yo? Swallowed a yo-yo? Yeah, on a bed. Some Claude Hopper down in Griffith, Indiana. <laughs> oh, was it just on the newspaper? Next question. Flick <laughs> or Schwartz? Who stuck their tongue to the flagpole? Sarah Luther. Sarah. Flick. That is correct for one point. Very good. Thank you, Matt, for your enthusiasm. Next point follow up. Do you want to take it or do you want to pass it to the boys? Mm, I'll take it. There you go. Flick is actually played by actor Scott Schwartz. So Schwartz plays Flick. Scott Schwartz was a child actor and played in other films, but then switched and started doing this in the 1990s. He was in porn. Very good. Naughty Sarah. So we have Scott in the lead with five, Sarah with 3.5, and Matt with two. Okay, next question. On the night the major award was destroyed, what food is the mother cooking? Which, technically according to Ralphie's mom, is what's for dinner for the following night? Sarah. Sarah. Red cabbage. That is correct for another half point. Next question. Everyone knows the director, right? Director of A Christmas Story? It's Bob Clark. He did a lot of movies, but before this joyful Christmas movie, he did this Christmas slasher horror film. What is the name of the movie? Matt Coma? Matt. Silent Night, Deadly Night? Good guess, but that is incorrect, I'm afraid. Oh, no. Very good, Matt. I like where you were going. Very classic uh, uh, poster for Silent Night, Deadly Night, but that is not it. Scott, Sarah? No. No. Black Christmas. Black Christmas. It's a very good movie. Hmm. If you're into that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. If you want the holiday spirit torn from your chest, it's a great movie. Good choice. Okay. We have Scott still in the lead with five, Sarah with four, Matt with one. Oh! Okay. I next, get on it. Next a Christmas story question. What is the name of Ralphie's teacher? Scott Luther. Scott. Miss Crabtree. That is incorrect, Scott. Jeez. Sarah, Matt, the name of Ralphie's teacher. They all say it. Good morning. Mrs. Coyle? Did you buzz in, Sarah? Sarah Luther, <laughs> Mrs. Coyle. I should deduct two points for you. That's correct. Matt, do you want to take it? All right. I'm, I'm going to pass. Yeah, I would too. It's Miss Shield. Ah, oh my gosh. Where did you get Crabtree from? That was from the Little Rascals. I think okay, her real name is Coyle. I think that's where I got that. All right, let's all shut up. Half point toss up. Half point toss up. Any one of yous can buzz in here. What are Miss Shield and Ralphie's mother dressed up as in Matt Coma? Matt. 
Witches. That is incorrect. Let me finish the question. (laughs) (laughs) What are Miss Shield and Ralphie's mother dressed up as in Ralphie's fantasy when Ralphie realizes that his teacher has no support for his Christmas gift? Scott? Sarah? I thought Matt was right. (laughs) No. I'm going to give you the answer. It's one is a witch. The teacher is the witch. The mom is a court jester. Oh, that's right. All right, not that many left, guys. We have Scott in the lead with four, Sarah with three, and Matt with a donut. I thought I had half a point. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Do I get half a point for that? (laughs) Next question. On the night Ralphie's father buries the major award next to the garage, Ralphie thought he heard this song. Scott Luther. Scott. Taps. That is correct for one point. Okay, last question. How many dogs do the Bumpuses have? How many dogs? Matt Coleman. Matt. I'm going to take a stab here and just say ten. That is a terrible guess. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe I'm a. Uh, I have a contestant. <laughs> you now have negative zero point five. <laughs> so I'm so glad you wanted that half point. Sarah Scott, do you guys want to take it? No, thank you. Too many. Seven hundred and eighty-five smelly hound dogs. Ah, it was over seven hundred. Right, he said that. Okay, now that is it for round three. We have Scott in the lead with five. Sarah with three. Six. No, Scott. And I thought I expanded my lead with taps. (laughs) Oh no, you're right. Wait, how much does Sarah have? Three. Okay, yeah, you're right. And Matt with zero negative zero point five. All right, so the fourth round, Scott or Matt, we'll just give you one point, okay? So that you can compete here. That's very generous of you. Well, it is the holiday season. Yes. So Matt with one, Sarah with three, Scott with five. Okay. You guys have pencil, paper, and you guys write down how many points. You want to wager with one final question. It's a Christmas story related. Are we supposed to write it at the bottom? Sure. Like in Jeopardy? This isn't Jeopardy, Scott, but that's fine. Okay. What is Scott's dumb? Okay. Let's just move on and finish this gig. Okay. Final round. Final question. Okay. I should have said it was a very hard one. Okay. Ralphie wants this for Christmas, a BB gun, but not just any BB. Don't start writing, Sarah. I'm not. (laughs) Not just any BB gun. He wants an official, and then there are 10 words that describes what he wants. What is it that Ralphie wants for Christmas?
I feel that Matt is going to insult the host. I wouldn't think of it this time of year. Come January 2nd, I'd be very rude. Well, you should wait for the January. There's a holiday in there, I think. You know, and I've been drinking heavily during this. There goes my six, seven weeks, but um, I'm pretty sure I, I've been keeping track of the score. I think I've been doing a good job. Okay. You, you have. I apologize for my interruptions. Yeah, that's that's typical. It, it's tough being a, a game show host in this day and age, Dick. You're doing an excellent job. Especially with the contestants that I have here. Before we start, Scott, I want you to remind everyone at home how much you're paying me for this. Um... <laughs> I pay you in uh, in recognition. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't be able to give me enough. All right, are we ready? Well, I don't know. We'll see. I got my answer, but I don't know if it's right. Okay, let's start with Matt. There's absolutely no way he got this right. Matt, how much? Uh, well, what's the what? What's your answer? Let's start there. Uh, my answer is. Uh... Uh, well, my answer is I couldn't look it up fast enough on, on the internet, Dick. So <laughs> I got uh, Red Rider BP gun, and the, and that was it. I got a lot of shopping deals on Amazon, though I could share with you guys. But beyond that, that's all I have. Well, don't we all need that? That is incorrect, I'm afraid. And how many of the generous points I gave you did you wager away? I I strategized, and I I bet zero. Zero. Oh. Good. Okay. We'll still give you that charity of one, okay? Oh, thanks again, Dick. Okay. Sarah, with three points, what was your answer? All right. A Red Rider BB gun with a compass in the stock and this thing that tells time. That couldn't be any more wrong. What? No. No. How many points did you wager? Or did you get three away? points? Three points. We're down to nil. <clears throat> that is incorrect. The correct answer is Scott's still looking up. What about me? Scores. Well, we're gonna find out if you got it right or wrong. <laughs> it's called suspense. <laughs> the correct sorry, answer, Dick. Sarah, is an official Red Rider. Yes. Carbine action, 200-shot range model air rifle. Damn it. Now, Scott, do you have that? Do you have a, an official Red Rider carbine action, 200-shot range model air rifle? No, I have exactly what Sarah said. Official Red Rider BB gun with the compass <laughs> of the stock and the thing that tells time. <laughs> no, no. That's what he writes in his theme. That's not what he tells his mother. That's not That's what he tells true. Claus. I want an official Red Rider carbon action 200 yard range ball air rifle. He does write that for the theme. How many points did you give off? I think we're, uh, two. Two? Oh. That means Scott with three points is the winner. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yes. All right. I have to catch a plane. I have to go to a bachelorette party. I want to thank everybody here on the SRP. Don't let me do this again. Thanks, thank you. Dick. Good night. Thanks, Dick. Yeah. Thank you, Dick. Yeah. It only took an hour. 
Hey, uh, tell your parole officer uh, happy holidays from all of us at the SRP. Thank you. I will do. Yeah, we, we really appreciate you coming in because, you know, last year I was the game show host. And between Matt and Ward, and I felt so awful after the game show for Ward because I could have sworn he was in my French class. And I asked him lots of French questions, but it was not him. It was Tucker Betham, who was in French class with us. So... Again, Ward, I apologize for the awful game show. I got to participate this year, and I got to win. That means I do not have to put this bar of life boy soap in my mouth. (laughs) I will wait until next year. I will keep it in its wrapper. We're not doing this next year. (laughs) You're right. We are not. (laughs) Hi. This is Wade Luther. In honor of my parents meeting in 8th grade French class, here is my mom, Rachel Luther, playing some French song on her quarter, whatever. So, real quick, it is Christmas time. I know the game show is over, but have you guys decorated your houses yet? I know it's been pretty mild here in Ohio. It was a good day to go out and hang lights, which I did uh, this afternoon. Dick, what do they put up on the cell block C? <laughs> well, what we well we start off by um, getting a bag of uh, Cheetos and we. We, walk, we crumble it up in the bag to make it kind of like this fine little like breadcrumbs, basically. And then we pour it into a styrofoam cup and we, and we um, put water in it and it becomes this kind of paste. And that sort of acts as the uh, outer layer of the, uh, we call them bricks in prison. And um, we layer that first, then we get some hot mama pickles, and then we get some chorizo and we cut it up with our... Um, cafeteria cards they're, they're made of cardboard but they're nice and firm that makes you be able to uh, cut through like summer sausage and then um we get some rice from the commissary and then um we boil that up we put it back into the uh the i feel like i'm on the worst episode of chop ever <laughs> and then uh we put it under our our bed for like five to eight minutes <laughs> then the fun really starts <laughs> Scott, what was your question? <laughs> so, you know, Christmas lights. You know, you drive you drive around here in Richfield, and people have decorated their houses, and I just did mine today. And uh, you know, I I use those I use those uh, smaller ones. I think they're C threes, maybe plastic. I have red and green all around my porch. But then I put the the old fashioned ones, those C nines, yeah, yeah, up around uh, my flagpole. Nice. Mm. Well, but I like I like those you know glass incandescent ones. Um, I'm not much of a uh, 
you know, mini light person, but they'll do in a pinch. So what do you guys do? Personally, we don't do anything. Mm. We're too You don't decorate your house? No way. But Dad has a really nice display. Yeah, if you uh, if you drive down Alger here in Richfield, then over the next couple weeks, maybe even longer, knowing my dad, he has. I'm looking out the window at right now. <laughs> he has a bright red light at the very top of a cedar pine, or is it? It's not really a cedar pine. It's just a cedar tree. And this tree is over a hundred years old, and you can tell because there are scar marks on the side of the tree from when the original farmhouse that was sit, built there burned down, which was in 1915. So you can see the, the scar mark still on this tree, so we know it's over 100 years old. Wow. But he has this bright red light at the top, and then probably five multicolored strings coming down from that that star or whatever it is. It's very, it's very festive. I would say that that star is probably 50 feet in the air. Yeah, it's very high. He got a cherry picker and put it up there one year and he just plugs it in. <laughs> so are you telling us right now that back in 1915, uh, insurance fraud was how the Luther Empire got built originally? What do you say? <laughs> no. But I, I don't know what, what, how that house fire started. I guess, uh, you know, they used to put candles on Christmas trees. That was, you know, the original lights for Christmas trees. And it wasn't until um, 1895 that people started really decorating their trees with electric lights. President Grover Cleveland... Uh, requested hundreds of multicolored electric light bulbs for the White House family Christmas tree. And that idea of Christmas lights on a tree took off. Wow. So uh, Calvin Coolidge in 1923 started celebrating Christmas with a national Christmas tree lighting and it became a very American tradition. Wow. You guys remember those um, bubble, bubble lamps? We have those on our tree at home. Do they boil? Yes, they boil. In the little, you know, that liquid? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, uh, Dick? No, no. So bubble lights were once one of the most popular Christmas light styles. And a lot of people still use them. Obviously, my sister does. I know our grandma used to have them. But they're kind of this, like, globe at the bottom that's filled with liquid. Okay. Or there's a vial above a bulb. Yeah. And it boils the liquid. And it uh, bubbles up and makes the bubble light illuminate. And they're very classy. Interesting. You know. Does this hang from the tree? Yeah. Well, I think we yeah. see why the house burned down. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Luthers. <laughs> As a clan. Or a bunch of pyromaniacs. That's why you guys got kicked out of Sweden, wasn't it? It was all the insurance fraud. Switzerland. Switzerland, sorry. <laughs> Luther is Swiss for... Con. Damn yeah. wretch. For fireball. <laughs> I don't like those. Uh, do you guys like those rope lights? No. No. I think it's cheating. It's too easy. Just throw a rope out there with lights in it. I hope. I mean, speaking of cheating, what I what I'm not a fan of 
are the the net, you know, the pattern. Line oh yeah, that you can just yeah. put on a, a bush, shrub. Think, yeah, a shrub, a hedge. I mean, it, it's a hell of a lot easier. But I I too think that's like cheating to a certain extent. Yeah, you know, you gotta be you gotta be a bit creative. You gotta put some effort. Got to be. You've got to. Yeah. Now, do you put your lights on at night or during the day? That's a good question, Dick. Um, I put them on during the day, Ugh. but I do turn them on so I can make sure every bulb is working as I'm hanging the lights. Okay. And tonight, actually, I did go out at night and I changed one of our um, porch spotlights from white to green because I had bought one uh, this afternoon and hadn't had a chance to plug it in yet. So I've got the red and green around the porch. I've got the red and green on the uh, porch railing. And I've got multicolor strung out of, along a hedge, but not a net. And I did not decorate our pine tree to th this year because I always thought my pine tree looked very stupid because I had too many different types of lights on it. And uh, it, was getting too, it was getting too tall anyway. So I didn't want to haul a ladder out there. Cherry picker. <laughs> Getting lazy. Ask your dad for the cherry picker. Right. I'm going to have to do that. Do you... Uh, what about, like, the old... I don't even know... Those plastic uh, caricatures, like uh, the nativity scene... Um, Blow molds? What, what? Blow molds. Sure. They had the soldiers, too, right? Mm-hmm. And they, you put a... Uh, I think a C9 or a... The smaller one, Scott, in the like up its up its ass or in the back of its head, and it lights up the whole thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like a Santa Claus yeah. or a snowman. Yeah, yeah. You don't see that many of those around. There's some people in Arizona that still have them, but I think it's kind of like a more of a East Coast tradition. You see it like, or at least I see it when I go visit family back in New York. Um, I'm sure it's the same like in Ohio, maybe. You don't see any of that out here, very rarely. But do you guys have those, or, or no? The plastic figurines that light up? Yeah. Eh. No? I don't see a lot of those anymore. Do you guys... I think a lot... We see a lot more inflatables here now. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a lot of that out here, too. Which, we used to have one, and, when you know, it finally fell apart. When people do the manger scene... Let me ask you a question, okay? This isn't worth any points. Aren't you when you do when you do the manger scene? Um, aren't you supposed to put baby Jesus out Christmas Eve? Like, isn't isn't it supposed to be empty, right? And then the night before Christmas, then you put him out. You guys are all looking at me like it's oh. probably safer because uh, nobody would steal him. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a matter of stealing steal baby, baby Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, a think, lot of people. I don't think it's a matter of stealing baby Jesus. I thought it was tradition that it's supposed to be empty until Christmas Eve. I've I've never heard that, but it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got Joey, you got Mary, you got the three wise men, and then sometimes they would have the camel, right? You guys know what I'm talking about or no? Mm -hmm. Well, if you were doing it like that, then Dick, wouldn't you only have Mary, then Joseph, then baby Jesus, then the wise men, and maybe you have some camel in there too. Well, two things. At some point. Here, here, I'm going to poke some holes into that. So one, I don't think families want to be out all night on Christmas Eve assembling, you know, the, the whole manger setup. 
Um, but I, I do think it's odd, though, that Jesus and Mary are staring at nothing. Until <laughs> and then it's like, oh, there's our baby. Yeah. But no, I guess you're right. I mean, I suppose you should you could do it that way, too. Like the three wise men show up later. Like a week later? Well. How long did it take them to get there? It wasn't like that night, right? Are they nearby? Well, so Scott's, or Matt said something about insulting me on January 2nd. But yeah, there, there, I think you're right. Like, technically, there is a Three Kings holiday, right? That's a week after, uh, no, a week after New Year's Day, right? Or something like that? Maybe. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds, that's an interesting question. Matt, Matt you know all the, all those three kings. Are you a theologian or something? Sure. He got that question right last year. Oh. <laughs> but he may not have studied. One got... Uh, yeah, beyond just their names and, and their websites, that's about it. Three Kings <laughs> Day? Where is the Three Kings Day? January 6th. Yeah. And that's when you're supposed to take your tree down. Yes. Or something. It's not supposed to be up later than that day. Right. Or or you go to hell. Oh, well. Right. <laughs> Our tree is coming down on uh, December 26th this year because it's dropping a ton of needles. Mm -hmm. Christmas trees are very pricey this year. Yes, we got ours. We got ours last night. In fact, my poor wife, as I'm doing this, I'm in like the front of the house where my desk is and my poor wife's putting up our tree. We spent a fortune. We get a real tree. We, we spent right. a fortune on it. I'm embarrassed to say how much it was. Well, that's all right. We're friends. Go ahead, Dick. <laughs> I spent over 100 on our tree this year, which I've never done before. How much? Over 100. And we've never spent that much. But, uh, and it's not even a Fraser fir. It's called a Serbian spruce. And this thing is dropping needles like nobody's business. Goodness. It's very full. Though. It's the fattest tree we've ever had in our house. <laughs> Where'd you go? The Negress. Nice. Ooh. In Broadview Heights. Can you say that on the podcast? Yeah, they're very, and they give you a free mini poinsettia. You could go to, to you know, there's places in town in Richfield that you could stop by. And they have good trees, and we've been there. But uh, I did go to neighboring Broadview Heights this year to get our, our tree. And I think I've done that three of the last four. Scott, would you ever um, cut, like, I'm sure there's programs like this all over. Would you ever, like, go and get, like, to a tree, chop it down, bring it home? No. Okay. Because Rachel would do most of the work. <laughs> and then she'd remind me and the kids that she chopped down this tree because I'd get tired from swinging. <laughs> we had a family reunion thing once where you had to pound a, a nail into a board. It was kind of a skills competition type thing. With your head? Well, with a hammer. And I was, I think it might be my lazy eye or something. I was just <laughs> off. <laughs> But could you imagine me trying to chop down a Christmas tree? Oh my god. I'd pay money. I, I if we got one of those hand saws with the two you know, the two person job <laughs> where you're going back and forth. 
<laughs> How big is Rachel the tree could do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could probably do that because you know Rachel could get it started. I could give a little help here or there. I got a feeling Rachel Rachel would be both pushing and pulling on that saw. Right. And then she'd carry and strap it to the top of the roof, too. You'd be standing on the other end getting hit in the face. You you could be like Clark Griswold and, uh, you know, they trekked all the way out to the, the forest to get this tree and then they forgot a saw. Yeah. And so what did they do? Dick? They, they dug it out with their bare hands. <laughs> I think it, they... Uh, I think I should give you the buzzer. They did not dig it out with their bare hands. They uh, they must have used their station wagon to pull the, pulled it out of the ground, and it has the whole root ball and everything, right? I, I said roots and all. But... Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so you would be waiting in the car with the heater on, then? Well. Well, nowadays you don't even need the heater on because of this climate change. <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into that here on this podcast. What podcast is this that I should find? It whines and pines, begging for time, whose lameness should who listens i don't know just think of the shows you are missing richfield branch library ohio folklore the screencast podcast there's so much more radio lab mixtape oprah super soul yet i long for the crow of a rooster <laughs> anyway, Matt, do you do you have a real tree or a fake tree? Fake tree. Mm, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a real pickle deck. You see, <laughs> we had a, a a live tree for a while. You're not going to tell me our... that someone died or is it no, 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 no. It's okay. it's that. Uh, you know, you have we had a live tree for a while, and our cats kept climbing up into the into the tree. Now we have the artificial tree, and mm. it, it occupies a certain amount of space. We know just the amount of uh, lights that need to go up, the amount of ornaments that need to go up. Well, uh, so, and, so to interrupt. So, the certain amount of lights that need to go up. So your tr- your fake tree doesn't have lights on them. Uh, it, it had. It, it does have a set amount of light. Yeah, it does have set lights on it. But we add a little extra to give a little bit of uh, that, that holiday, uh, that holiday explosion, the extra color. Do you, um, or, or or is it really that a section of the fake tree is out and you have to put notes <laughs> in? That might be more accurate. <laughs> well, we have a fake and a real, and uh, they they look magnificent. 
a fake and a real. You have more than one tree that you put up. Do you decorate any of them, or is it all real? We put up four trees. Oh my god. Wow. Is that something that came over from the Luther side or Rachel's side? Um, well, I don't know. Which would be the Barda side. No, mom and dad don't even have one tree up, so it did not come from the Luther side. That's true. They have not put a tree up yet this year. They just have the thing outside, which I think is good enough. Yeah. You can you can see it from, you know, a mile away. <laughs> but the boys have their own tree. Um, Rachel has a fancy British tree that she puts all her British ornaments on. And, uh, you know, Shakespeare's on there and King Henry VIII. This tree sounds elitist. It is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's in the dining room, in the fanciest room in the house. So, uh... We have that tree, and then uh, we have the live tree that's dropping all the needles in the family room, and we have the fake tree in the sun room. Well, what really counts is where all the presents go. Where do the presents go in the Luther They house? go under the live tree. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So that counts. Everything else is just window dressing. Now, Sarah, I, I can see in the image, there's a tree right over your uh, right shoulder. That one is fake. We have four fake and one real. What is with these other <laughs> See, I, what it sounds like is because your parents aren't having trees, you guys are compensating and trying to make up for an extra Christmas parent. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We need a tree in every room. I'm thinking about putting one in our bathroom. Why? Well, anything to take out the stank <laughs> from the Christmas nut loaf you leave behind. <laughs> The only problem is there's only a limited uh, number of outlets in the bathroom. Oh. So, you know. True. Well, I think, uh, you know, this probably wraps up this episode of the South Ritual podcast, unless anybody else has anything Christmas-related they want to add. Uh, go see Black Christmas and Silent Night, Dead, Deadly Night, like what Matt suggested. It's good. I don't know if I want to see a slasher. I suggested that. <laughs> Well, you were the one with the answer. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go with something that brings, uh, uh, that warms the the cold places in your 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 heart, and can bring you bring you together with your loved ones. So, oh, like Scrooge. No, Scrooge, yeah. yeah, real real quick. I, I have a. What's your favorite Christmas movie? All three of you. A Christmas, Christmas story. story. Yeah. Of course. You know the Revere Marching Band is in that movie. Right. Matt, what's your favorite one? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Very good, very good. You didn't even get that question right. Damn it! I haven't seen it in a long, long time. No, maybe that's why it's your favorite movie. What favorite. about you, Dick? I don't have one. You don't have a favorite Christmas movie? I don't believe in favorites. Oh. <laughs> Over in County Lockup, you don't really get to watch a whole lot. So maybe it's that Christmas episode of Night Rider. <laughs> Yeah, it's me. It's me. I'll, I'll say, I'll probably say it's a wonderful life, too. I mean, one, but yeah. <laughs> Not the sequel. The sequel's yeah. not. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, Dick, thank you for the wonderful uh, South Richfield Christmas game. It was, uh, I'm glad I won, even though. It was not very high scoring. <laughs> no. When can we uh, anticipate the home box edition coming out? 
uh, on um, All Three Kings Day. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Look for that in all your Maybe we'll have a dozen listeners by then. I want to thank my sister, Sarah Schroeder. Thanks for having me. Thank Lovely you. Sarah. Good yeah. meeting you, Matt. Nice meeting yeah. you, Dick. Likewise. <laughs> and and everybody was is decked out. We didn't even talk about this. Everybody is decked out in Christmas garb on this podcast. Uh, Sarah and I are wearing Santa hats. Dick is wearing something that looks like it's out of a Christmas story. Uh, like a flick wore that. Yeah, Flick wore a hat like that. And then Matt has a Nutcracker hat on that is probably uh, sized for a seven or eight year old. He's never going to get it back. I want a fair square. <laughs> Arm wrestling. As always, we hope that you and yours have a wonderful holiday season. No matter what you celebrate, stay safe, stay healthy, be careful out there. Thank you for listening to the South Richfield Podcast. There uh, may still be time to get South Richfield Podcast gear at our store. Uh, Go to southrichfield.com. Send us your emails with any sort of questions or suggestions to make this podcast better at southrichfield at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at South Richfield. And Matt, anything else you'd like to? Yeah, uh, of course. um, I think we're going to be on the naughty list after this episode, but be sure to go to iTunes and or wherever you get your podcasts and give the podcast that uh, coveted five-star rating. It really helps get the South Richfield message out there. Whatever that means. If it's not out there by now, here in season seven, do you believe we've been doing this seven seasons? That's insane. Season seven, we we love doing this, and we're we hope you all have a a great Christmas and a happy New Year. We will talk to you all in the next year. Merry Christmas, everyone! Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. Cause no matter how far away you roam, when you pine for the sunshine of a friendly gaze, For the holidays, you can't beat home, sweet home. I met a man who lives in Tennessee. He was heading for Pennsylvania and some homemade pumpkin pie. From Pennsylvania, folks are traveling down to Dixie's sunny shore. From Atlantic to Pacific, gee, the traffic is terrific. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. Cause no matter how far away you roam, if you want to be happy in a million ways, 
For the holidays you can't beat home sweet home. No trip could be too far. I met a man.